This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. All right, we know that uh, the uh, River Valley just absolutely uh, uh, a crown jewel uh, in mm-hmm. the city of Edmonton. And I know a lot of you like to get out there and explore it, uh, but maybe you want to find out more about the history of the River Valley here is your chance. Uh, so many times you sit there and look at the River Valley, you imagine it without all the buildings yeah. on it. You imagine it without the development that has been around it. We've done a pretty good job of keeping the, the River Valley fairly pristine. There's there there's there's paths, etc., but a lot of the development has been left out. So maybe it's a little easier to imagine as you're being informed of the history of the River Valley by somebody who is very familiar with it. There are special walks. They are uh, indigenous-led walks that the Sierra Club of Canada and uh, Alberta Ecotrust are sponsoring. The first one was on the 5th of August, so a few days ago, and then there's two more coming up. Leading these walks, Naomi McElwraith who is joining us this morning. She's a poet, uh, has roots stretching back to the Red River Métis back in, in southern Manitoba as well. Naomi, thanks so much for taking time this morning. How are you? Tanse, uh, good morning. Uh, thank you very much. I'm I'm very good this morning. I'm a morning person. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and if you ever get out on the river early, early in the morning before anybody's out there, except, except for, of course, the other creatures, the, the fog on the river is just, absolutely inspiring. You know what, Naomi, uh, Daryl and I both, when we're driving to work uh, in the morning, we go over, uh, across a bridge over the uh, over the river, and especially if there's some fog out there, it's it's almost haunting, it's eerie, it's, it's, it's like th- there's just a feeling there of, um, you know, so much living underneath of us. Tell us about your love for the river. Where did it start? Um, well, I was born here in Edmonton, born and raised in Edmonton. Um, I am Métis, and um, uh, on my mom's side, my dad was non-Indigenous, but he was raised at the Frog Lake First Nation, so he was a fluent speaker of Cree, as I like to say in Cree, he spoke Cree so good, it was like bright colors. <laughs> when we were kids, when we were kids, um, my parents fostered in me and my siblings a deep appreciation for the natural world, and um, we would go to Borden Park. We would go to what we called then Mayfair Park. We would go to Laurier Park. We always went on picnics. I'm a very fortunate person because I had two parents who loved me and four grandparents who loved me, and we had almost weekly um, picnics and often in the River Valley. Um, I also remember, though, that my parents took me up to the, um, you know, up, took us up to the Brazo Dam on the river and on the McLeod River out towards Hinton. And um, But here in Edmonton, um, or the, the North Saskatchewan River, when I was doing my phys ed degree back in 1989, we were involved in a program called Explorations, and our special project was to retrace a historic fur trade route, and we canoed from Rocky Mountain House 
um, here in Alberta, we canoed this river all all the way down to where it spills into Lake Winnipeg, and then wow. we went we went south on Lake Winnipeg, and we crossed the Narrows. The Lake Winnipeg is a big lake, but there's Hecla Provincial Park, and we crossed at the Narrows, and then we went up the Winnipeg River. We went up, up, up the Winnipeg, the Partridge, the the oh, I can't remember all those rivers, but our destination was Thunder Bay. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's an extraordinary journey. What a trip. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, you know, so, so you had an appreciation for the river early on, very much so. Uh, you learned a little bit about certainly on that trip. Where else did your knowledge of the history of the river and, and, and the peoples and the practice? Well, may, maybe the better way is to have you explain to us what you say when you're, you're conducting these, these walks. Uh, what is your focus when you're, when you're conducting these walks? Yeah, thanks so much. Um, well, uh, I should just clarify first is that there's three walks, and I led one of them. Okay. And then, then Dr. Dwayne Donald is going to lead another one in a couple weeks, and then uh, uh, someone else is going to lead the third one. Like, for me, like the river, how I come to know the river is first um, just uh, as, a, as a kid growing up here, this river, um, if it were not for this river, none of us would be here. The mighty, how we say in Cree, Kisiskatsuwana Sipi, has bringing human, been bringing human beings and deeper than human beings to this area for thousands and thousands of years. So the river wasn't here, nobody would be here. So I have a deep appreciation for the river. When I go, um, when I led the walk uh, on Saturday, I had kind of four four things I wanted. Uh, there were 30 people who had signed up, so I wanted I want to foster meaningful conversations about the land, the river, and our deeper than human relatives on the river. Um, because we spend so much time sitting, uh, I want us to kind of. Um, get away from that and my second goal was to move and walk and contemplate and be grateful Um, our destination so we started at White Month Park and our destination was the uh, Fort Edmonton footbridge Um, and that I don't know if you've been to that footbridge but it's absolutely just I can't even find a word it's golden Mm -hmm. just to be just to be over the river and it's just um, bikes people and dogs and you can just be over the river it is so beautiful so just to hover over the water and in reverence for its life-giving generosity and then my my fourth sort of focus was to appreciate the great Saskatchewan CP for bringing us all here for thousands of years just to so that people will come to love the river and want to look after it. Naomi, just one question. One of the things that you, you, you touched on, you said you, you wanted to foster and, and, and have people understand non-human or deeper than human relatives. What does that mean when you're talking about the, with the, about the river? Yeah, well, you know, um, I, I, work, I work at Fort Edmonton Park in the new Indigenous People's Experience. And as a, um, I'm at being Métis, I uh, people don't. I, I present as very non-indigenous, and I walk down the down the street, and people don't know that I'm Métis until I tell my story. Um, so I, like so many indigenous people, on a path, am on a path of a lifelong path of learning and re- recovering. And I've it's always been in kind of under the surface in me, but in the last few years, it's just come 
more to the surface is that um, as a human being, I have a very humble, I take a very humble position. Um, My feet are on the ground. Everything else, the river, the air, the rocks, um, the coyotes, Mm -hmm. the moose, the elk, the bear, the buffalo, um, even the wasps that I'm now allergic to, (laughs) they 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 were all invented, sorry, they were all created before we humans were created and, and and they're very important and we we learned this during covid when everybody kind of you know shuttered them we kind of shuttered ourselves indoors and put masks on we we learned that the air got cleaner because there was fewer planes in the sky and fewer roads on uh, fewer um, cars on the roads and so if we weren't here if human beings weren't here the animals would continue to live they would probably even thrive better but if the animals if the plants if the trees if the if all of that wasn't here we would be done so for me um i i have a relationship with the, it's almost like i am kin i have a kinship relationship with the river and um all the creatures that the river sustains so that's what i mean by some people call it more than human but i I call it deeper than human our cat our cat passed away last fall and you know our cat wasn't just our cat her name was whisper and she was a member of our family and she taught us so much uh, Naomi, that's, uh, he can hear the passion and how much you care about it in your voice. And, and just thank you for sharing that. Uh, the next two that are going, you said they're being led by by others. Uh, I guess, how do you how do you sign up for those? And uh, where do you go? Uh, can you help us out with that? Yeah. Um, so the next one is called, I think it's called Ancient and Recent Edmonton. It's with Dr. Dwayne Donald. I am just going to go to my email and I hope <laughs> I, don't, I won't lose you. I, I, I think I can do that. Okay. Uh, let me just... But that gives us an idea what that one's about. And then the the, the other one on the 26th? Yeah. yeah. So on the 19th at 10 a.m., uh, Ancient and Recent Edmonton, the learn about the past and present insights into this place we call Edmonton. And it's across the North Saskatchewan River near River Valley, Walterdale, and Victoria. You would park in the Husky House and Kinsman Club of okay. Edmonton at the Walterdale, 9150 Walterdale Hill. Naomi, is all this on on the Sierra Club website? Because it would probably be easier for people to be able to to figure it out and keep track of it and write all the stuff they need down. Sierraclub.ca, is that it? Uh, I think so. I'm looking at it in an an email that I was given. Yeah, so that's on the 19th, and that's at 10 o'clock. And the next one is on, uh, okay, the 26th with... um, uh, uh, a Métis artist, and I'm not 100% sure where that one is. You know what, started. Naomi, that's okay. We're going to have to leave it there because we're running out of time, but I'm going to urge people to go to sierraclub.ca. Thank you for sharing your uh, your involvement, your interest, your passion with all of us this morning. We sure appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys and the work you do, and and, uh, you're great. Thanks so much. Take Take care. care. Bye-bye. Enjoy the rest of your morning, morning person. (laughs) Naomi McElwraith is uh, joining us this morning. She led that uh, that walk uh, a couple days ago. She's a poet uh, locally and uh, obviously very passionate about her history and the history of the Mm -hmm. river. All right, let's take a quick pause here. When we come back, well, some nature moved into... 
D-Max farm over the weekend. It's all a buzz. <laughs> to figure out what's going on over there. <laughs> Stick around. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. 620 here on the all-new This Morning with Jalen, Daryl, and Morley too. Uh, do you know what this is? Swarm of bees. Man, I was at my place on the weekend. So this video you posted on Instagram, if people want to check it out, you can go just uh, follow DMAC on on Insta. It came up, and I thought to myself, oh, that's fantastic. First off, I like bees. Yeah, bees, honeybees especially. Honeybees are good. Absolutely. Um, Thank thank goodness it's not wasps, right? You know, those those are bees. My my question was: Is it just a swarm that has come through and wanted to hang out and take a break for a little while, and uh, we'll move on, or is it sticking around? I uh, think they're sticking around. Uh-oh. They found a rather nice little spot in our barn, and exactly where they are, they sort of went up along. It's it's a it's a small hip roof barn, mm-hmm. and the, they they found a spot. And it looks like they're into the roof, or they might be in the walls. Hmm. I have not pulled off anything to find out just yet. So now what do you do with this? You call your friend Richard Osro, who has Good Morning Honey. Actually, as soon as we posted it, uh, he and his wife Amber went, oh yeah, okay, well let us know if we, we need to come get him. Oh, so nice. They're, okay. they're, so he'll just take them away? If they, we can find By out the where queen. the queen is. So it's not like we have to start taking tin off, maybe some trim off, and figure out where she is. Because unless they can get the queen out, they can't get the rest of them. What if you just left it? What happens? Uh, they would live large in the barn and probably do a fair amount of damage inside the walls. There could be really? moisture. Well, there's going to be moisture in there. So it's probably not good for the structure Honey for of the, the building. for the rest of his life. But well, you have to get to it. Yes. That's they, the problem. Would they go away after, like... I don't know. Are they, are they like, do they, li- they don't live during the winter, do they? What well, they, 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 they hibernate. They hibernate in the winter. They, they so hang they, out. that's where they would go. I they would go and they would yeah. sit there and they would hang out. Yeah, but they they liked the barn. I hmm. saw the swarm. Was it was it a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday? I can't even remember now. But I saw it come in and went. Oh yeah, they're hanging around the barn. And years ago, there had been some that had gotten in there before. So maybe it was. Uh, Maybe they said, hey, I, this smells like a place that somebody's made home before. So, And as long as you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone, right? Oh, we can walk right up to them within like three or four feet. As long as, yeah, you're not doing any damage to yeah. them, they leave you alone as well. They're, just, they're going about their business, just getting honey, taking care like of the queen. Taking care of the queen. Well, I'm glad you have a, a beekeeper guy because I have a beekeeper guy too. So if you need two beekeeper um, guys, <laughs> you, you have a beekeeper guy. Well, we both have beekeeper guys. Oh, man, yeah, Will Muncy, who owns uh, Old Station Meadery out in uh, New Sarepta. You should check it out. But, from from west and from east, yeah, we can have these suckers surrounded. Got it covered <laughs> off. So you guys both have beekeeper guys. Yeah. So yeah. I can now say I know a guy who knows a guy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I know. I know a couple of people who know a couple of people. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And the best thing is you get honey from the beekeeping yeah, guys yeah. or uh-huh. mead from the beekeeping mead guy. There you go. Either way. It's awesome. Winner.
Anyway, so uh, hopefully uh, it was raining last night, so uh, we'll see if maybe they can swing by tonight. Mm. And then we, yeah, we'll tear the barn well, apart until please, we can find the queen. <laughs> please videotape it. Oh, it's we'll interesting when you watch it, because I follow some beekeeping stuff on Instagram, mm-hmm. and how when they find the queen, and you need, yeah, they put it in this little clip, and then, then they, they move it all out, and as soon as she starts moving, everyone just follows out. It's Boys, so mama cool. says it's time to go. Yeah. Let's go. Follow her. Get in the hatchback. Get in the hatchback. We're going on a road We're trip. We're going in the Chevette. <laughs> Six Strap twi- the luggage on the roof. <laughs> Yikes. There's a We're visual for you. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's National Lampoon's Bee Vacation. There, there you go. You go.